What I've been doing in this series is explaining to you, first of all, we were clearing up the confusion and we're talking about who the Holy Spirit is. And so today, if you have your Bible, I'm going to backtrack a little bit uh, in chapters. I know I started in John chapter 16. I'm going to backtrack a little bit, John chapter 14, and I want to show you something that's pretty powerful because John chapter 14 is the introduction that Jesus gave to his disciples as to who the Holy Spirit is. Remember what we said, there's so many controversies today. A lot of people don't know what to believe, right? Um, Is this Holy Spirit a force? Uh, In some religions, they believe that he's not even in existence, right? And so the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity that, that is overlooked, amen, in so many ways. And so John chapter, uh, John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17 says, says this. He says, I will ask, if you stand for the reading of God's word, thank you. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you, what? Forever. That he may be with you, what? Forever. He says, that is the spirit of truth whom the world, see see why I'm saying what I'm saying about what's going on in our climate right now? Whom the world cannot, what? Receive because it does not see him or what? Know him. Now who's the him? The Holy Spirit. Watch this. But you. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, but you. But you know him. Why do I know him? Because he abides or resides with you and will be, future tense, will be where? In you. Are we living in those times right now? So where is the Holy Spirit? Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Holy Spirit, I am asking a special favor today. I'm asking that you would be the preacher this morning. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. You know me better than I know myself. And in the name of Jesus, I ask now that you would use this vessel. I surrender my will. I surrender my mind. I surrender my life to you. Allow the word of God to go forth with clarity today. Would you speak now to your heart, the hearts of your people? We thank you, Lord, today. We love you. We praise you. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen. We have thus far in this series entitled Empowered, How to Live 
a spirit-filled life. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is in us. And not only is he in us, but the Bible also says that he will be with us forever. But there's so many, there's so much controversies. I've said this in the last three messages. About the Holy Spirit. That there has, there, there is a neglect in the body of Christ today. As to who he is and what he does. And so today I want to continue talking about empowered. Today I want to talk to you about someone who is powerful. The Bible is very clear as to who he is. In the Old Testament... He would rest upon people temporarily. In the New Testament, after the ascension of Jesus Christ, he abides in us permanently and forever. You see, I believe that it's more than just reading your Bible, praying, studying, I believe that there has to be an application of all of that. And the person that helps us in this journey is the Holy Spirit. I don't know when the last time you talked to him. (laughs) Because you can communicate with him. He is a person. He has a will. He is our helper. He convicts of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And he will never leave you until the day you die. Now, we know all of these things. But the question is, why do we sometimes live so defeated? In the Christian life. Why is it that there are times when we have no spiritual energy? Come on somebody. Come on somebody. We, 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 we are not in tune with what the spirit of God is doing. We know that he's in us. But yet we lack spiritual zeal. Well, it's just like a relationship. If you and I are in a relationship, we need a what? We need fellowship, right? We need what? A conversation. Am I right? And what was happening at this particular time in this particular scripture in John 14, this was Passion Week. Are you familiar with Passion Week? Passion Week was the week that Jesus was getting ready to leave this earth and die on the cross. 
All this week, Jesus was teaching and he was preparing his disciples and he was telling them, hey, I'm going away, right? But you're not going to be alone. May I ask you a question today? Do you sometimes feel lonely in this journey? Do you sometimes feel as if you are all by yourself? Is there times when you feel like, you know what, I've tried, but I just, I'm not getting it. Do I have anybody that feel that way? You see, the question today is, do you want to be empowered? Do you want to live? How many want to live a spirit-filled life? Listen, I'm not talking about something that you cannot obtain. I'm talking about something that's possible for you to do. But what you and I have to understand is who is the one that can empower us to live this Christian life? You see, I, I know a lot of people. I know some people who know the word of God. They've been in church for a long period of time, but yet they still have not grasped, amen, the power. Anybody here seeing some people like that? Anybody? So you say, well, that may be me, pastor, you know. You you, you ever been there where you have your days where you... Well, you, you're spiritually up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And, and you know, you know you're full of the Spirit. Yeah, all right? Amen. And then the next day, you're full of something else. You don't even know what that is. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You're saying to yourself, man, what in the world? What? Where, where did that come from? Do you know in a split of a second, you can transform? Just like that. A split of a second. You can go from singing hymns to cussing. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. See, and it's important to know who you are. And it's important to know your spiritual, listen to this, your spiritual temperance. And if you and I are going to live an empowered life, a spirit-filled life, you and I must understand who he is. Jesus is getting ready to leave. Look at chapter 14, verse 1. Look what he says. Now, this is a classic funeral passage, right? You hear this at most funerals, right? But Jesus was not saying this as if he was memorializing himself. He was saying this so that he would, he's telling them, hey, it's going to be all right. And I know that sometimes, listen, in this journey, you do not factor in that Satan is the one that's antagonizing you. But even with Satan, Satan's works, You have power. You and I have power. We we have the power to overcome. Where where do we draw that power from? Come on, somebody. There you go. We draw it from who? Now, now we're not going to refer to him as it. We refer to the Holy Spirit as who? Him. Because if he wasn't a him... Jesus would not have said when he comes. I don't know a he, a he can't be an it. (laughs) And an it can't be a... (laughs) 
or some special force. See, what happens in the Christian journey, there's so much bad theology out here where people say, let me blow, let me blow on you and you get the Holy Spirit. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me put my hands on you and you can receive the Holy Spirit. That doesn't come that way. The Holy Spirit, anybody been in a service like that? Where they lay here? And look, they pushing, they, look, look, they trying to put, and you're like, I ain't going down. I ain't, shoot, I ain't, I ain't trying to push, I ain't going down. <laughs> I ain't going down. See, because what we've done is there's such misconception about who he is, right? That today we've created our own Holy Spirit. Isn't that something? But watch what Jesus said. Jesus said, do not let your heart be troubled. Look what he says. He says, believe in God, believe also in me. Now what Jesus was saying now, he was saying, he was preparing them. Now catch the context now. He's preparing them to go. He's telling them, I'm finna leave. I'm about to die, y'all. But, but here's what I'm doing. Watch what he says. He says, verse 2, In my Father's house are many what? Dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have what? Told you. For I what? I go to prepare a what? A place for you. And if I go to the prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, watch this, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is saying, I'm leaving. Now I've established this in the last couple of messages. He's leaving earth, but he's not leaving us helpless. Come on somebody, come on somebody, come on somebody. Come on, somebody. You got to see this. He says, I'm, I'm out of here. But you're not helpless. Remember, they didn't have a Bible then. Oh, come on, somebody. They had no Bible. We now have the 66 books inspired by the Holy Spirit. We have God's final words in the, in the book. So we at least know more than what they knew but they at the, in, see, when you're in the middle of stuff, sometimes you may not see what God is doing. That's why you have to ask God, let me step back so I can see the bigger picture. Somebody here today, you're too close to the situation. You got to step back a little bit to see what God is really doing in your life. Watch this. Watch what he says. Verse four, he says, and you know the way out where I'm going. Now watch verse five, Thomas. This is Doubting Thomas, by the way. Thomas said to the Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am. Come on, somebody. I am what? The way. The truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father, but what? Through me. Listen, let me point you to somebody. Listen, you got to come through me in order to get to God. So, so see, so, so, so that, that's the only way that you can get to God is through Jesus. 
But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Go on down to. Uh, let, let me tell you what's happening in in chapter twelve. Just just kind of let you know it's Passion Week, right? In chapter twelve, he gives us farewell teachings to the disciples. In chapter ter- thirteen, he begins to teach them. Watch this. He taught them about forgiveness. He taught them about his betrayal. He even told them, "Listen, I'm going to be betrayed, y'all." He taught them about his departure. And now he's talking to them concerning heaven. One day you'll be with me in heaven. But isn't it a shame? Wouldn't it be a shame to live this life always defeated? Listen, if you're persecuted, you got to draw on the spirit. The spirit of God will empower you, saints. When you're going through, when you feel low, you got to ask him, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me afresh. I don't understand the word. I don't understand what's going on. If you allow him to counsel you, come on somebody. If you allow him to have an important part in your life, he will transform you by the renewing of your mind. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. As Jesus is teaching, look at verse 12. Verse 12, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes, watch this now, he who believes in me, what does he say next? The works that I do, he will, he will what? And what? And what? Can, Can I ask you something? Are you doing greater works right now? He says, what I've done, you can do greater than what I've done. My question is how? How? How is it possible to do something greater than what Jesus did? He said it. I didn't say it. He said it. He said, he said, look what he says. He says, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. The only reason why you and I can do greater works is because of what Jesus did on the cross. Now, the question is, how is it possible to do greater works? I'll tell you how it's possible. Through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that lives in you. I want you to leave here today, saints. I don't want you to, I don't want you, you should get excited about this. Listen, listen, you should leave here today knowing that there's someone inside of you that's more powerful than, than anything that you can imagine. Listen, he wrote the word. Here's the other thing, I'm, I'm going to get to that scripture, but I'm going to preach from that scripture, but I'll tell you. He rose Jesus from the dead. Did you know that? The Bible says the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is inside of you. But I'm walking around defeated. Right? Trials come in my life. 
Stuff start happening. I can't kick this habit. I can't, I can't get over this, this stuff that I'm going through. Uh, you know, I, I'm keep losing jobs. I, I keep feeling, uh, less than a human being. I, I keep my, my self-esteem is low. My attitude is wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm walking around this Christian life. I'm trying to do better. I'm going to church, but the church ain't really in me. The word is not in me. Stuff is just looking bad. I mean, why even come to church? Anybody had a struggle getting here this morning? (laughs) Amen. And I want to tell you something. The enemy knows what what you need, but guess what? He'll always try to keep you from it. Come on, somebody. You and I can start loving again. We can have peace again. We can have joy again. We can have long-suffering. We can have self-control again because there's somebody greater living on the inside of us. And guess what he wants to do? He wants to transform your life. The Holy Spirit has transforming power. Are you with me? Are you with me? The Holy Spirit has what? Transforming what? Power. He has transforming power. He has so much power that he can take your life and suddenly. Come on somebody, y'all not hearing me. I'm going to preach to myself. Listen, listen. He, he has that much power that he can take your life if you but how, how does it happen? You have to surrender. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, I don't feel like it right now, but would you help me right now? Would you help me in this thing that I'm, that I'm going through right now? Would you, would you help me to, 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 you know, help me not to curse today? Help me not to doubt today? Help me not to wake up with an attitude? Or oh, I'm not a morning person. What is that? What is, what is that? I'm just saying, what is that? You know what that is? That's a bad attitude. That's you in the flesh. Because if any man be in Christ, he's a what? He's a new creature. What? All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And when you start looking at life through the lenses that God has given you through the Holy Spirit, you begin to see life a whole lot better. See? It's not about you, how much time you do. It's, it's about how much time you spend getting to know the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. You're not alone. God has a GPS on you and that's what? You can hide. You can run, but you can't hide. He will locate you. Remember where he found you? Anybody remember? Some of us were right the side of the road. Come on, somebody. You were, listen, you were broke down in the garbage heap. And God sought through all that rubbish. He said, there you are. Come on here. Amen. You know, the old folks said, he picked you up. He turned you around. He placed your feet on what? A solid ground. Amen. And now you have the audacity to say, I don't want to do that no more. Do you remember where he found you? But when God found you, he placed something very valuable in you. And that is the Holy Spirit. See, 
we talked about this this morning. The gift that he puts in you, guess where the gifts come from? The Holy Spirit. Amen? So watch what Jesus said. John 14. And let me give you my three points. I'm going to sit down. Are y'all learning something? Watch this. In the previous verses, we're ask, we, we are asking, and in this verse, in, in the previous verse, Jesus was telling them about what was about to happen, right? In John 14, right? But what I love about this, look at, look at verse 12. He says, he, says, he says, here's the thing. He says, greater works you'll do, right? Now look at verse, look at ver, look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. Circle that in your Bible. Look what he says. Circle that first word. What does he say? Or highlight it in your phone. He says what? Whatever what? Whatever, whatever who? Whatever who? Who's the whatever? What is 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 the whatever? Whatever. Anybody got some whatever you need in your life right now? Anybody have anything that you need right now? I mean, listen, you're perfectly fine. I know it. I know it. I know you cool. I know you cool. I know you got it all together. You all that in a bag of uh, Pringles. Right? Here's the question. Here's the big question. Do you have any whatevers in your life right now? What does he say? He says, whatever you ask in what? That will I do so that what? Now, let me, let me help you with this. God wants to give you what you want. But nine times out of ten, what you want will not bring him glory. Oh, no. Nine times out of ten, what you ask for is for who? For you. He says, now, that's why I said, you got to make sure you're asking for the right whatever. He says, whatever you ask, what? In my name, I will do it so that my father may be what? Glorified in the what? In the son. But what God did was, what he was showing them, what he was trying to tell them is, you can ask for a lot of things, y'all. But make sure that whatever you ask for, it's about bringing me glory. You're not going to get it right all the time. But make sure that whatever you're asking, whatever you're seeking God for, is so that he can get the glory from it. Listen, when you get that new car, he wanted to give you that car. But I hope that he can get glory from it. Yes. Have you ever prayed for something? Anybody here? Anybody here prayed for stuff and you see it happen? Anybody got that kind of prayer life? Yes. Have you got that kind of prayer life? You pray for stuff and you're like, oh man, it should. It really did happen. Yes. <laughs> you ever, it ever surprises you? You're like, man, yes. I didn't think it was going to come this fast. Watch this, because God knew your heart. He knew that, hey, you know what? She wanted this so that she'd give me glory. And God gave it to you. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch the verse. Watch the verse. Look at verse 16 now. Let me give you these points. 
He says, well, let me back up here. He says, if you ask me anything in my name, verse 14, I will what? Man, that's the only part we like. That's the part we like. That's the part we like. But I ain't saying yet. That's us, right? That's us, right? I don't, now, now, Lord, you said in your word. See, we missed the part about glorifying, right? We missed that part. We're like, we're like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You said, you said, you said. If I ask anything, right? So, so he said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it, right? And so, so what? I, but, but what I don't want you to do is to over spiritualize this thing. You don't need to do anything else. All you have to do is accept Jesus. The Spirit of God is in you. Now you have to grow in getting to know Him. Right? Remember I showed you the Acts passage? You can lie to the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can, you can, you can, you can actually resist Him. But watch what the text says. Jesus says in verse 16, He says, I will ask the Father. Now, now, this is the part that really got me about this word ask. Now, the ask that he was talking about when we were asking is the ask. It's an inferior asking the superior. All right. But the ask, when he says, I will ask the father, he was literally saying, I'm going to pray to the father. It is, watch this, it, is, it means to pray. It's by extension. The word means to request something, the one who's asking is equal with the one who can grant it. I wish I had somebody. See, this too, see so it's, it's, it's the Godhead coming together saying, hey, hey, daddy, um, we need some help down here. God had a plan, boy. God knew we couldn't live this Christian life without the Holy Spirit. Listen, if I didn't have the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be here this morning. Amen. I promise you I wouldn't be here this morning. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit, I'd been quitting a long time ago. So, so, so the first thing I want to give, first point I want to give you this morning is that the Holy Spirit, I'm going to write this down. He came by the power of prayer. He came by the what? By the power of what? Prayer. Jesus loved us enough where he prayed to the father and said, Daddy, I know they can't do it by themselves. Do I have anybody? And if you can learn anything from Jesus, learn this. Because what he said to us in 13 and 14 had to do with prayer. But remember, it is the what? The inferior Asking the what? The superior and then leaving it up to the superior, watch this, to do whatever pleases him. And so I encourage you to know this, that the Holy Spirit came by a divine request. Because we need him in order to live a spirit-filled life. He says, I'll ask the Father, and watch what he says next. And he will Give you another helper. Now, here's what's so interesting about this. The word another helper, you know, you would think other meaning different. But the Greek word carries the idea that the other 
watch this. It's not just numerically, but it's of the same kind. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you this morning that you have God living inside of you. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. You are not God, but you have the same kind. Look what he says. He says, I will ask what? I will ask and he will give you another helper. So not only did he come by the power of prayer, but here's the second thing. Second thing is he came with God's power. Turn to your neighbor and say he came with God's power. Just imagine. Just imagine this. You and I, I don't know, I'm trying to get this out, y'all. I'm trying to. You have inside of you God's power. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you have accepted him, you have power. When you don't want to get up in the morning. When you feel like you can't keep going anymore. Anybody been there? When you feel like the journey is just, listen, you know what? It's getting harder and harder by the days. It's, listen, you, you, you've tried everything in your power to change yourself, but you're the same person. You know what the problem is? Yes. And you need miraculous power to change you because you've been the same for a long time. Anybody there? Anybody here been trying to change an area of your life? Let me, let me say, let me say, what I found out by having the Holy Spirit in you, change comes easily. The only reason that change is difficult is when I don't like the process, I don't like the process of change. But with the Holy Spirit, he empowers you and he gives you the courage and the strength and everything he gives you that push because he's coming with equal power he's he's in you with god's power remember he wrote the word of god he mapped out the world if you read genesis you'll see it he says and the spirit of god was hovering over the earth spirit of god listen He came with equal power. And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. It's not about your ability. It's not how cute you are. Uh Uh-oh. You know, sometimes we try to use that. I got to pass the scripture for that. (laughs) Charm is deceitful. And beauty is vain. You know, you know what, you know what, you know what, you know what, you know what vain is? <laughs> it means it's leaving you. You're not going to be that way all your life. And some of us old folk can tell you, stuff don't look the way it used to look. And when you wake up in the morning and you get in the mirror, you said, good gosh almighty. 
<laughs> Amen. Some of us got a picture of what we used to look like taped on the mirror. Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded of what I used to be. It don't look the same. Amen. <laughs> it don't look the same. Don't look the same, Super David. Don't look the same anymore. It's like, hey, what happened? I mean, I'm working hard here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, but still, you get to a place in your life where you're like, you know what? I'm tired of this. You just give up, and then stuff just go all wrong. <laughs> Amen. Beauty is vain. But a woman who loves God shall be praised. So you PYTs, let me tell you something. Let me help you with something. Let me help you with something. Love God and your man's going to love you. Amen. Love God and he's going to adore you. Why? Because he will see the God in you. First Peter chapter 3. Verse 1, it says, let it not be the putting on of dresses. Amen. Yeah, yeah I, I told you. The braiding of hair and the putting on of jewelry. But this is what he says. He says, let it be the hidden quality of the heart of a, of a gentle. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Now, where are you going to get that from? Because we know, brothers... Oh shucks! Oh shucks! I done stepped in. I'm stepped into the ants' pat. Listen, we know brothers and women. You know, there are times you really want to say what you really want. Come on, somebody! You know, sometimes you really want to say something, but it's the Holy Spirit that restrains you from saying. You know what? You think you're all that? Amen. Let me, t- let me tell you about yourself. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I said. It's that power. How, is it, how can I walk around as a submissive wife to a crazy husband? Crazy, unbelieving husband. That's what the text is talking about. I must have what? Come on, there you go, Heard. I must have what? The Holy Spirit. Half of what, the reason why some of us have restrained ourselves, have not went off on people. Come on, you used to, come come on, come on. Man, please. Come on, come on. Some of the stuff you women got to put up with. Let me just say, some, some of you wives. Not, not you women. Let me rephrase that. Some of the stuff you got to put up with and you put up with it, right? Watch this. And waiting for your husband to get better. But God gives you the power by the Holy Spirit to be, to be quiet. Now, you didn't arrive there all of a sudden, right? Remember, remember, when you used to, remember when you used to buck back? Remember when you used to, man, shoot. Yeah, all right. Y'all ain't trying to. Y'all, y'all ain't. Y'all, y'all. You know who holds you back? Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit holds you back. The Holy Spirit is the one that say, don't you cuss, don't you say, don't you. You know what? Go, just get, get from around them. 
Get from move around now, move around, because you know he's coming with this little attitude. For you, I don't know what he went through today at work. <laughs> Baby, I made you some food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and watch it. And he he the one in church singing the clap. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. Listen, and you're the one that got to be in restraint at home and allow the Holy Spirit. That tells you how strong the Holy Spirit is because, watch this, you know you, women. I ain't got no, I ain't got no women. Y'all, 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 y'all have been saved too long. You know you say something. Y'all, y'all with me? All right. And so it's because of that equal power that the Holy Spirit has with God that keeps you zipping it up. All right. I'm going to leave that alone. All right. Yeah, sometimes. That's that what I'm saying. You know, and we have our moments, right? We have our moments where, you know, hey. All right. But, but, but I, I desire, seriously. I truly desire to get to that place of maturity where you can, you, you can hit me in one cheek, I'm going to give you the other one. I ain't there yet. Amen. I ain't there yet. Slam my finger in the door, I, I ain't there yet. <laughs> and then you have times where... Huh? But, but see, what Satan does at those moments, let me tell you what he's doing in those moments. I'm almost done. What he's trying to do is get you to doubt that you're growing. And if you just became a believer, he wants you to doubt your salvation. So when you have those little, you know, those moments, right, of the flesh, he gets you to think, man, you ain't changed. You've been the same all this time, man, come on back. Come on back. All right? Watch what he says. He says, I'll give you what? Another helper. Look what he goes on to say. Look what he says. That he may be what? With you what? Now watch this. Watch this. This is the part that got me. That he will be with you what? So when I have those moments where I mess up, I got to remember, he's going to be with me forever. So therefore, my point is, he came, first, third point, to be a permanent part of my life. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's, let's thank God for that. Listen, he came to be a permanent part of my life. So, so therefore, I can't shake him. And he can't shake me. Because Jesus says, watch this, he's getting ready to die and he's leaving us in good hands. Thank you, Jesus. He knew what he came for. And don't you let anybody tell you that he's not in you. Because he is in you. And you can never lose him. He will be with you forever. Listen, when you go do your dirt, he's there. 
Amen. I, I'm just saying. When you lie, he's there. When, you know, he, he's like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that we will not have any form of a defense when we go to heaven? He said, well, why'd you do that? Well, see, what happened to the Holy Spirit? said, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Let me, let me tell you what really happened. <laughs> let me tell you what really happened. See, he wanted to do right. Yeah, I get it. His intention was right. But guess what? He went on and did it. Yeah, he did. You know how we tell them little half-truths? Amen. All right. Okay. <laughs> permanent. He's a permanent part of your life. Look what he says in verse 17. He says, that is... The what? You see, this is an this 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 next point is very important for one reason, because people have it confused. They are looking for the move of God in the physical, and not in the spiritual. So, so the Holy Spirit, He says, and that is the Spirit of what? Truth. Next point, and that is the Spirit. Of truth. He came as a spirit being. See, if you want to change, you have to tap into the spirit. Listen, it's not about works. Listen, I can come to church and do all the things right, right? I, I, can, I, can, I can look the part. I can walk in the shell of a Christian, right? But watch this. As I'm, I'm looking the part, if the Spirit is not in me, then I'm not being transformed. I'm being, I'm being conformed and not transformed. I'm conforming by imitation and not by transformation through revelation. Oh, I hope you caught that. And revelation transforms you because then you can apply the word of God by way of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who wrote the word of God and he gives you the power to do it through the spirit. If you're going to change, you have to change your spirit. Your change begins spiritually. How many desire change? If you desire change, it begins in your spirit. And God says, I gave you a spirit being that lives inside of you. You can't see him. You can't touch him. You can't feel him. But you know one thing. He's with you forever. He's inside of you. And guess what? He's spirit. He's spirit. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look what he says next. He says, whom the world cannot what? Because why? Huh? You, you know what? They, they, because the world cannot see him or what? You want to know why when you go to places sometimes they can't recognize who you are? Come on, somebody. Want to know why you get so many backlashes as a Christian? Because the world doesn't recognize you anymore. Because the Spirit of God lives inside of you. So the next point is this. I don't use the camera as a spirit being, but the next thing is this. He came, but the world did not respond to him. Listen, believers, you have something great inside of you. 
Stop trying to go back to the world to find validation, to find friends. If they're not following you on the same path, then guess what? They don't even recognize what has happened to you. And that's the reason why Satan will use them to pull you back. Family, friends, and neighbors. And children. Jesus says, if you don't give them up and follow me, you're not my disciple. You know what Jesus was saying? You got to turn your back on the world and leave it there. Listen, your job can only give you so much validation. Come on, somebody. But I want to tell you something. He, the world can't even recognize him. The world did not recognize Listen, listen. The world hates him. Watch this. Because, because you know why the world hates him? Because of what he represents. And I'll show you that next week. Watch the last point. Last point. It says, but who? But you. Being what? The Christian. But you know him. Because he what? He abides with you. So that tells me something. That word when it says abide means to remain permanently. I cannot lose the Holy Spirit, but I can lose the feeling of the Spirit. That's why at times we don't feel spiritual. Because where feeling is gone. The feeling, we lose the feeling. And I'll show you how to get the feeling. How to consistently have the feeling, right? He says he will, he, he, he says he will abide, what do you say? He says he will abide with you and what? And, 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 and see, there's two, there's two words there, right? He, he comes alongside you. As a parakaleo is the word, as a paraclete, he's with you. I'm with, like I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And I'll never leave you. But he says, not only is he with you, with, but he's inside of you. You got to start talking to him, John. Now, people think he's crazy. They're like, who are you talking to? Ain't nobody around. This morning, I, my wife knocked on the door. She said, what you doing there? Talking to yourself. You all right? <laughs> you know you know what I'm I, I do that kind of stuff. Holy Spirit, I, man, I need you. I need you to help me with this. Listen, and he's not just good just for spiritual things. He's good for when you're taking exams, when you're trying to make decisions. I'm trying to, are you getting the picture? You got somebody in you that came from God, that is God, that lives inside of you in a nutshell. And the reason why you can live an empowered life is because he wants to form a relationship with you. He wants to form a what? A relationship because the, the text says, but you know him. Listen, if nobody knows, can, can I ask a question? Uh, let, me, let me make sure I'm in the right place. Uh, how many of you know him? I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, that is. How many know him? Like you know it's him and you. Anybody ever had, how, what, what, what do you base that on? The word says he's in you. 
So if you take God at his word, I'm, I'm closing, I'm closing. If you take God at his word, right? And you start building a relationship with the Holy Listen, Holy Spirit been there all the time you've been saved, but you ain't said nothing to him. Did you say anything this morning? Nope. Did you, did you say, Holy Spirit, thank you? Did Holy Spirit guide me? Holy Spirit, fill me? That's how you get filled. That's how you get refilled, by the way. Holy Spirit, fill me. That's all you got to do is ask. Holy Spirit, help me, guide me. Holy Spirit, be my comforter right now. Holy Spirit, you know what? You know what? Uh, I'm struggling with this thought pattern right now. I, these people at this job, they're, gonna get, they're getting on my last nerve. Holy Spirit, help me. My daughter displayed something the other day at her job. All right? Where somebody called her a derogatory name and she, had, she said, you know what? Excuse me for a minute. And she dismissed herself, went to the restroom and prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to fill her because she was going to go off. Amen. This is my middle daughter. Now she's only 16. But but here's the thing. She understands the spirit realm. And what I'm saying to you this week, when you encounter, because he's coming, you have to say, Holy Spirit, guide me. Remember what he is. He's a helper. He guides you into truth. He's a counselor. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. Now, yeah, I had to be filled with the Spirit because I wanted to go up to the job. If I was to tell you what I felt inside of me, okay, the Holy Spirit know what I felt. I'm not even going to describe what I felt. But we have to do it the proper way. All right? See, the world can't recognize the Holy Spirit and the world can't live with the Holy Spirit and respond like a person who's filled with the Holy Spirit would respond. In other words, saying it's time for us to grow up. You have it. He's in you. Watch the last point. He says, but you know him because he what? He abides in you. And what? Because he abides with you and will be what? So he came, last point, he came to live in you and will never leave you. You know, the further you go down in the ocean, the more pressurized the ocean becomes. The further you go down, the more you will, you, you, more, you will get squashed if you, if you get down there. It will squeeze you, squeeze the life out of you. If you go deep enough, the ocean's pressure will flatten you out like a pancake. Did you know that? The deeper you go, the greater the pressure is. When the diver went looking for the Titanic, when the divers went looking for the Titanic, they had to make a trip in a small pressurized submarine. It's a little pod-like thing that a driver sits in when he intends to go deep. If, if a diver went in to investigate the Titanic on the bottom of the ocean without a submarine, he would be totally destroyed because the pressure in his body is less than the pressure in the water. 
his body would collapse because of the outside pressure in the water, even though the water is squeezing against the submarine trying to collapse it. It cannot, it cannot because the sub has been what? Pressurized. Watch this. The diver can go deeper and deeper in the submarine, watch this, without being affected. Most Christians leave church every Sunday only to go out into the world and be under pressure. They're under pressure at work. They're under pressure at home. Listen, in various circumstances, Satan is trying to collapse you. But what you have to do is get in the spirit. Come on, somebody. And when you get in the spirit, you can go deeper and deeper. The more time you spend getting to know him, you can go deeper and deeper. The more pressure he puts on you, the more the Holy Spirit will guide you in his word. The more the Holy Spirit will lead you. The more the Holy Spirit will empower you to live a spirit-filled life. As I close today, I want to encourage you. Get to know him. He came through the power of prayer. That's why he came. That's how he came. He lives in you today. And guess what he wants to do? He wants to transform your life. Clap praise.